ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speak Life. I'm your host, Marty Layton, and I hope you came here today expecting an infusion of hope into your life. You know, God loves you so much. He brought you to this particular broadcast to encourage you and to infuse your spirit, soul, and body with his words of life. Amen. Words are powerful. Uh, But the most powerful thing we have access to is actually His words. And when we speak His words, and we speak like our Father speaks, you know, one, one, uh, one of the scriptures says to echo God or echo His faith. When we do that, we are unleashing the most powerful force in all of creation. And it will have an eternal effect upon you, spirit, soul, and body. And many of you have tuned in and you don't feel too good about things in this world or even how uh, you feel about yourself. Maybe some of you don't feel good about yourself. But I'm here to equip you uh, with fresh words from heaven to feed you like manna from heaven, the bread of life. Amen. And you need to understand some of the things about yourself and our Father Uh, uh, that you are chosen by him. Amen. And we are a chosen generation, the Bible says. And in all, all, all of time, God chose you to live this day. In all the times that God could have placed you, God chose you to live this day. Amen. You are favored by him. He's handpicked you for this hour. That's what that word chosen means. It says we're a holy nation, a people belonging to God himself. And don't forget the name of the God that you serve. Amen. You know, it's so important that we remember his names. His name is Jehovah Shammah, almighty God who is always with us. He'll never leave us. He'll never, ever forsake us. Never abandon us is what that means. He's always with us. He's Emmanuel. Jehovah Jireh. He's our supernatural Almighty God, the source of provision for not just our provider, but the source of all provision for our lives. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is Jehovah Shalom. He is our peace. That word shalom uh, is is like the word salvation in, in the Greek. It's It encompasses everything. And, uh, you know, he has... Uh, provided for us so many things in his shalom, our peace. Amen. His name is Jehovah Rohi, the Lord, our shepherd, almighty God, our shepherd. You know, uh, David wrote in Psalm 23, the Lord is our shepherd and our best friend, and we shall never be in a place of want. Amen. He will always provide for us. He's, he's our shepherd. He'll protect us. Amen. You know, his promises uh, includes supernatural pr- protection uh, and divine intervention for you and for your family. Amen. Just to begin to allow the hope of God to arise within you today. Jehovah Rapha, he's our healer. Amen. He's, I am the God that healeth thee. I will put none of these diseases upon you. Amen. God doesn't need to to put sickness upon us to teach us anything. There's no no way God would reach into the into the uh, the devil's arsenal to pull out sickness and use it against us uh, to teach us something. He is he is Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Amen. He, I am the God that healeth thee. By Jesus' stripes, we were already healed. Amen. So healing is the children's bread. It belongs to us. His name is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord God, Almighty God, our banner, our banner of victory, our banner of love. In every battle, he's the banner of victory. Amen. Jehovah Makadesh, the Lord, our sanctification. He's chosen us and set us aside for his purposes. Amen. And you will fulfill the purpose of God. His name is Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord, our righteousness. You know, we have right standing with God and we allow his right of way in our lives. He's 
our righteousness. Amen. We are not our own righteousness. The Bible says our righteousness is as filthy rags. And so Jesus came and became our sin. He became our uncleanness. He became uh, uh, rejected by God so that we would become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. His name is Elohim. Elohim is the almighty three in one, almighty God uh, of all power and all might, Elohim. He's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, constantly at all times, amen? He's almighty God of all power and all might at all times. That's what Elohim means. He's uh, Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, uh, ready to fight your battle, the Lord of a massive army, both in heaven and on earth. Uh, He's the Lord of hosts, ready to fight your battle. And thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. He will always give you the victory, the Lord Sabaoth, Jehovah Sabaoth. And uh, another name is Jehovah Kana, Q-A-N-N-A, Jehovah Kana, uh, the Almighty God who is jealous over his people. He's jealous for you like a like a husband is over his wife. He's jealous over his people. He has a righteous jealousy uh, for you. He doesn't want any other uh, God before him. Amen. And he wants to be number one in the first place in everything. Jehovah Kana. He's El Shaddai. He's more than enough. He's more than enough. More than enough to cover you and to do for you all that you need at all times. Amen. More than what you ever need. He knew your needs, by the way, before, long before we ever knew what our needs would be. He already knew our needs. Amen. And he already provided provision for us. That's what El Shaddai does. Uh, In fact, there are times when I'm praying and God says, declare that the Layton's uh, and Marty Layton, his family and his generations are blessed and favored. Declare that, son. And, uh, and, and you should insert your family's name, and you should declare that. You know, sometimes you just have to allow God to give you an attitude of favor and privilege and honor. You know, it, it, it's an honor to be called a son of God or a daughter of God. Amen. And sometimes you just got to allow God to give you a a righteous attitude of favor and privilege before him. You should say it out loud and declare, you know, the the Laytons are blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Only insert your name, the uh, the whoever's, the Joneses, the Smiths, the the Evans, the the Stewarts, the uh, the Johnsons, the the whoever's. Your insert your family. We are blessed and we are favored of the Lord Most High. And say it again and again and again. We are blessed and we are favored of the Lord Most High. Amen. We are the redeemed, and we are redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, the Passover Lamb of God. Like my old friend Kim Clement used to say, I anticipate the inevitable supernatural intervention of God. Say it over and over. Get an anticipation. Get an expectation of God's divine intervention coming for you and for your family. I say it all the time. I anticipate the inevitable supernatural intervention of God for me and for my family. And then I decree and I declare like Joshua did, as for me and my house, my family, my generations, we will serve the Lord most high and begin to speak life into your family, speak life into your generations, speak God's life. The most powerful thing you can do is put God's words in your mouth. And speak them the way that you would speak them. You don't have to speak it in Elizabethan English like the New King James Version or the King James Version says. Uh, speak it however it is in your own, from your own heart. Speak life to your family. Learn to speak the scriptures over your family. Learn to put his word in your mouth and make it a habit. You know, whenever something in the Bible jumps out at you, declare it over your family. I believe that. 
uh, wealth and riches will always be in the house of the righteous, Psalm 112. You know, and, and when something jumps out at me, I write it down and I begin to infuse it into a decree uh, that I speak over my family and over our generations and over our ministry and over those that partner with us. I decree and I declare the word of God like that. And, and when you begin to declare the word of God, you're releasing the most powerful force in all of creation and all of time and eternity, the word of God. And, and you know what starts happening as you begin uh, to speak those things, you start believing what's coming out of your mouth and it goes deeper and deeper into your heart, right? Uh, because the Bible says in Romans 10, uh, 17, <clears throat> uh, your faith is is generated uh, uh faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing yourself speak the word of god and so you begin to cause a, a faith generator to happen and uh, whenever the lies of the enemy come at you you'll be like david and uh, what he wrote in psalm 112 and verse 6 it says surely the righteous will never be shaken they'll be remembered forever they'll th- will never be shaken be remembered forever we'll have no fear of bad news our hearts are fixed and steadfast trusting in the lord no fear of bad news because our hearts are fixed and steadfast trusting in the lord our hearts are fixed and secure uh it goes on to say we have no fear and in the end we'll look on triumph over our foes amen so you, you get that attitude of favor and privilege and start decreeing and declaring uh what you know to be is true and it'll change you from the inside out it'll change your prayer life you know, I get excited about prayer. Prayer used to be a, a chore. It used to be something that, you know, I'd fall asleep reading the Bible or I'd fall asleep praying. You know, that those are that happened when I was 15 or 16. Uh, but now I love prayer. I, it's a privilege to speak God's word. I understand what's happening now. And God, you know, listen, God knows what you want and he knows what you need. And he knows, listen, what moves you uh, because he created you. You are beautiful in his sight and you are favored. And he ordained your life and he ordained your times. David said, my times are in your hands. Uh, he knew uh, you would draw closer to him at this moment of your life. And he's there in the secret place of prayer waiting for you. <clears throat> he gave you life so that you would live it. He gave you love so that you would give it. Everything good, everything comes from him. It all comes from him. He's drawing you closer to himself right now, not to condemn you or to correct you. In fact, the Bible says we're to boldly come to the throne of grace, that we might obtain grace and mercy, mercy and grace to help in our time of need. It's not We don't come to him uh, so that he can correct us. You know, I used to think that. Uh, God, he, uh, here I am. Go ahead, tell me what I did wrong, and I'll try to correct it. You know, listen, that is a poor, pitiful attitude to have to come before God. Come boldly, the Bible says. He doesn't want want you to come to receive condemnation or correction, but he wants to hold you. He wants to love you like a father does his child. He wants to look you in the eye and just love you. He loves to be with you. He loves to spend time with you. He loves to inhabit our praises, our tefillah, your praise that's mixed together with praise and prayer. That's tefillah, right? He he inhabits the tefillah of his people. <clears throat> and we stand in awe of God as he stops in his tracks to spend time with us. You know, I believe angels are stunned as they look upon the heirs of salvation who call out to their father. In a sea of humanity, God instantly hears the voice of one of his own. He instantly stops everything. And I believe angels are stunned at that. And as we raise our hearts and trust and hope in his unfailing love again and again, I believe heavenly hosts come to attention 
when they hear one on earth breaking through the restrictions of time and space in a physical body as we speak his name and we begin to tefillah and we praise and we worship him and we pray to him. I think angels ask the question, how could they do that with the pain and the suffering and the limitations? What's driving them? And they see our words of love rising and touching the heart of the Father. And I can see angels saying, it's his love. That's what's driving them. It's his love. Father, I believe you're releasing an infusion of your love for those who are reaching out to you. And hope is coming alive again. Resurrection life is touching them. Whatever dry, dead bones of their life, Resurrection life is coming back to those dry bone areas of their lives. It's coming alive again. Hope is coming alive again. All the, the wondering and all the questioning is being answered in the fullness of your presence. Life, and that more abundantly, is touching them now. Just for a moment, I want to encourage you, just lift your hands and speak his name again. Jesus, Jesus, the name above all names. Just take a moment. Stop everything for God and just declare his name. Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom. Jesus, the name above all names. Speak his words of promise again. God, you said these things were going to happen. I believe it, even though it hasn't come to pass yet. I believe it's coming to me now. Father, your goodness is running after us and chasing us down and overtaking us. Your blessing is overwhelming our lives. What has he promised you? Declare it. Take time and and press into God. Listen, angels are powerful. And the Bible says they're given charge to protect and keep us. And and as awesome as that is, as awesome as angels are, they cannot sing the song of the redeemed. We stand in a place of honor, and we stand in a place of privilege in all of creation. We can sing the song of the redeemed. God, you rescued me from destruction. You rescued my life. And because, God, you rescued me, I am the redeemed of the Lord, and I say so. And I lift the song of the redeemed. I can tell the story uh, to, to many others that'll hear this, because I am the redeemed. God, you rescued me. You saved my life from destruction. You saved my family. You saved my children. You saved my grandchildren. You saved my generations from destruction. You reached down and you saved me, you redeemed me. Therefore, I will not be moved, and I will never be shaken, and my heart is fixed, and my heart is steadfast, trusting in you. I will only believe the report of the Lord. I anticipate your supernatural intervention in my life and in my family. And through the infusion of these words of hope, I will infuse others so that they can overcome also. Just as John wrote in the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and loving not their lives unto the death. We overcome all doubt, all fear, all discouragement, and we stand in courageous faith in you. We stand courageous in you. Lord, nothing is of more value than knowing you and loving you from our healed and redeemed hearts. You did everything for us by your love. And your word says perfect love casts casts out all fear. The perfect love of the Father casts out all fear. And you've not given us a spirit of fear, but you've given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. And right now, Father, I'm asking you for three things right now. In this very moment of time, Father, remove all fear and anxiety from your people that are within the sound of my voice. Remove all fear and anxiety from them. Give them your love and give them your power 
and give them a sound mind. Those three things, Father. We're not trying to lasso the moon. We're not grasping at the wind. No, this is very real right now. Father, power, love, and a sound mind. And if our salvation in Christ is not real, then we're very wretched men, the Bible says. But we know it's real. We know we are the redeemed. Jesus, we know you are real. We know you are the only way, the only truth, and the only life. It's only in you. And Father, let your people sense your tangible presence right now. Release many from pain and from anguish. Give them rest today through your great love. Now just lift your hands again and thank him now. Amen. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for all that you're doing in our family right now. Thank you, Father, for touching so many all over the world right now. They're being touched by your spirit, oh God. Thank you. Angels are surrounding your people right now. They're guarding family. They're guarding lives and protecting people now. Why do I say that? Because I believe there's storms that are coming There are spiritual storms coming against this nation and other nations trying to dissuade the people of God. But fear not, the blood of the Lamb of God is covering you, the Passover Lamb of God. And all these things will just simply pass over you. Angels are watching out for you. Jehovah Shalom is covering you with his deep abiding peace right now. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, welcome to Speak Life. I have so much more to share with you today. Don't fear the storms. Don't fear the attacks of the enemy. Listen, it's a shaking from heaven. It's a shaking to bring about the purposes of God for this hour. I will shake heaven and earth. I'll shake everything. And the shaking begins in the house of God, the Bible says. Uh, But listen, we've gone through the shaking. Uh, But the shaking that God's talking about is to align things for his purposes. And God has released, I believe, a divine reversal now, a turning around. And that's why everything is shaking. A crushing of the enemy and the enemy's plans is happening right now. And God is intervening and tearing down the plans of the enemy just as he prophesied. It's happening before our eyes. And like a confusion is striking the different ranks of the enemy's camps. All this confusion and, and, and dysfunction and, and uh, their confusion of their counsel, it's happening just like it says in Psalm 35. God's confusing the counsel of the enemy. And all the different ranks of the enemy's camps are being confused. And they will continue to be confused. And they'll continue to be exposed until they take each other out fully. What I saw was like a battlefield of fallen foes, and just like the ones that surrounded Jehoshaphat. But our focus must be upon the Lord as we praise his name and trust in his unfailing love and mercy. Amen. The battle is the Lord's battle. Amen. That's what what the prophet Gehazi said. uh, I'm sorry, Jehaziel said to Jehoshaphat. The battle's not ours to fight. The battle belongs to the Lord. Amen. I've experienced a series of dreams uh, filled with words of resurrection life. And I believe God is speaking resurrection life uh, to areas of people's lives that they feel like are are not going to function any longer. Listen, America the beautiful will rise again and be stronger than ever before. And that impacts you. Let me tell you, this nation will fulfill the purpose and the destiny of God. And this nation, America, will not go under. The eagle shall arise and mount up with great wings, both on the left and on the right. And the winds of God will cause this nation to rise with dominating strength and strategy from God. I saw many snakes in the clutches of 
of the talons of a great eagle as this eagle began to arise and soar. And, and America, like that, symbolized by that eagle, continued to fly higher and higher until these snakes could not breathe, and then they were dropped to their destruction. Fear not the shaking of the Lord, America, for I am shaking the very attacks of corruption that the enemy has tried to inject poison through. And you have prevailed over your adversaries by prayer and decreeing the words of my promises. Now you will see this on your computer and on your television screens. And I am removing the demonic filters that have blocked your views. And I am removing the censorship of communication. And I am confusing the communication of the forces of evil, says the Lord. And like Elijah, I will destroy once and for all the voices of the false prophets in one day. No more will I allow this to continue, says the Lord, and September will be a key historical moment. September will be a key historical moment, and October will be a springing back, and November will be a time of celebration and rejoicing, says the Lord. September, October, and November, S-O-N, September, October, and November, S-O-N, stand and see the salvation of your God, saith the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. I believe the powerful prayers and declaration of the ecclesia, the church that Jesus is building, is causing everything to turn around right now. And this time of transition is almost fulfilled. This time of transition is and change, we're almost through it. And I want to encourage you to praise, praise, praise. No matter what things may look like, praise the Lord for his mercy that endures forever. That comes from 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And 2 Chronicles 20.20, I believe, is the decree over this decade. It says, believe in the Lord your God, and so you shall be established. Believe in his prophets, and you shall prosper. Amen. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be established. Believe in his prophets, and so shall you prosper. I believe that's the decree of the Lord over this decade, the 2020s. Uh, But I want to point something out. Uh, that the Lord spoke to me, and I've, I've declared this uh, many times already, but I want to remind you of what the Lord said. Look at Second Chronicles 20 and verse 23. 2023 20, for 2023. Second Chronicles 20, 23 says, for the, for the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and to destroy them. And when they made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy one another. This is what you're about to see on your TV screens and on your computer screens. This is the word of the Lord for 2023. It says, For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly slay and destroy them. And when they made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, Uh, everyone helped to destroy one another. And when Judah, the children of Judah and Israel under Jehoshaphat came forward, uh, came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked into the multitude and behold, there were dead bodies fallen to the earth and none of them escaped. I want you to hear that very clear. None of them escaped. Not one enemy is going to escape what God is doing right now. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoils of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering of the spoil because it was so much. And on the fourth day, they assembled themselves in the valley of Barakah. It began as the Valley of Decision, but then they changed the name of the place from the Valley of Decision to the Valley of Barakah, or the, the Valley of Overflowing Blessing. That's what Barakah means. For there they blessed the Lord, 
Therefore, the name of the same place was now called the Valley of Barakah unto this day. I'm telling you that there is something happening in the spirit right now. Don't fear the the national debt. Don't fear the things that are happening around you. God has assembled uh, uh, these enemies and brought them together so that he can cause them to destroy one another. Angel armies are fighting against them right now and causing them to take each other out. And God is going to cause his people to reap the reward. And we're going to go from a day of decision to a valley of overflowing blessing. And this is why you have been feeling such a tremendous transition. God is doing something. And whether you have revelation of it fully or not, it's happening And so God is going to cover you, he's going to protect you, and it's up to you to sing the song of the redeemed. Amen? Amen. I began teaching on transition last week, and that's that's kind of the best segue I can come up with to, to move on into the prophetic workshop right now and prophetic teaching on transition. And uh, last week I talked about the five issues that everybody walks through in transition, and I want to encourage you to go back and listen to them, that message again. Uh, one thing about the prophetic is that it announces many things before they happen. And so this is uh, a prophetic workshop teaching, and so it's very relevant to right now. All these teachings that I've done, they're very relevant to right now because they're prophetic in nature. And so I'm going to say it again. Everyone right now is facing transition. Everyone's in a transition right now, and that's what you're sensing. Uh, But this is the end of that transition. Maybe personally you're feeling like you're stuck in a transition. You're just feeling stuck right now. Often the personal lives of of members of, of the body of Christ will reflect on what God is doing corporately. And so I'd like to give you a a different perspective on making it through this transition and fulfilling your purpose. Oftentimes we fail to understand uh, the in-between moments of our lives. Uh, Transition is a challenge for every believer, but you were not created to stay stuck in the in-between place. And so today I want to help you to move forward and recapture the fire and recapture your dream. God is speaking life to dead bones. He's calling them back to life. Amen. Uh, Isaiah 43 and verse 18. I love this because it's very powerful uh, when you're at the end of a transition. It says this, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Such a powerful statement. Do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old. You know, too many people are trying to make something in the that worked in the past work now. And that's not going to work because we're not in the past any longer. We are on our way into the new. We are in a transition. And so the old, the doorway to the old is shut. And, and if we try to recreate the past, what we're trying to do is become an old wineskin, and you'll never contain the new wine in the old wineskin. And so we need to let go of the past. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of, of old. Then verse 19, it says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Man, that's just so powerful. And you know, because sometimes we think we've seen it all, we know it all. Come on, don't look at me in that tone of voice. You know I'm telling you the truth. Behold, I will do a new thing. Can God do something new that you've never thought of, you've never imagined, you've never considered? You know, like the Bible says, eye is not seen, ear is not heard, nor has it entered in the hearts of men the things that God has prepared for those who love him. And some people say, you're just an eternal optimist. Yes, I am. Because I know the God that I serve. I will be an eternal optimist because I know God can always do something amazing. In the midst of whatever we're facing, you don't have to accept it. Amen? Behold, I will do a new thing, and now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Didn't I already prophesy some things to you? Didn't I already speak some things in your heart of hearts? 
I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The simple truth is that God knows right where we are. He knows right where you are. This is a making moment and not a breaking moment. You know, the children of Israel missed their making moment by hanging on to Egypt or the past. And what happened? They died in the wilderness. We need to forget the former things and never consult our past to determine our future. Let me say that again. Never consult our past to determine our future. Apostle Paul said this in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 14. He said, This one thing I do, I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I forget what's behind, and I press towards the mark. You know, transition is designed by God for you and I to press into God and press into the new season. In fact, when a husband and a wife are pregnant and are about to have a child, they're actually in the new season, almost. It's all changing. The baby is there, but it is still coming. And then there comes that time when she, when she is carrying uh, the baby and she goes through the transition moment. And then the baby in the new season comes forth. And like childbirth, There's a disorienting time right before the baby comes, and that's called transition. In between carrying the baby and delivering the baby, it seems to get worse right before it gets better. And you may be in a difficult moment right now, but the new is here, and it is coming forth. And listen, you can't stop it. It's going to happen. You may be experiencing some birth pangs right now. But God is about to deliver on his promise. Now is not the time to back off, to try to go back to the past, but it is time to press forward. Amen. Forgetting those things which are behind, I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. One of the challenges of transition is out of the past and into the new uh, is isolation. Isolation. We're no longer in the past, but we haven't quite made it into the future. And the enemy wants to seize this moment of feeling disconnected and in between to isolate and to separate. And like any predator, they try, a predator tries to divide a sheep from the flock so he can take you out. Divide and conquer. He tries to take a sheep out of the flock with thoughts and feelings. Thoughts and feelings. Be on on guard. Your enemy, the devil, is as a roaring lion, lion roaming about seeking whom he can devour, who he can separate from the flock and devour. You've got to not allow isolation in your life. Fight against it. Fight against isolation. Stay in the pride. Stay in the pack. Fight all your way through with your tribe. Amen? Fight all the way through with your tribe. Amen? As you move into the new, God promises a road in the wilderness and a river in your desert place. It may look like you're lost in a forest, but God will reveal a pathway that no one else saw. You may feel dry and thirsty, but God is redirecting you to a river of life redirecting, let me say that again, a river of life to come your way. And I believe that comes by staying connected to the path and drinking from the river of life with God's flock, with God's flock. Amen. Hebrews 10.25, we're all familiar with this verse. It says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another hanging on to each other, encouraging each other, building each other up, and so much more as you see the day approaching. Now, I love it in the NIV as well. The the New International Version says it like this, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. God's plans are that we possess the promised land together 
as one. That's what Joshua's task was. Keep them together as one. Don't let them be divided out. You know, that's what happened at Ai. Uh, uh, One guy decided he was going to be selfish and divided out to himself his own portion, and God gave Joshua the most incredible word of knowledge, divided all these people out, and came directly uh, to the man that sinned and caused the defeat in, in the camp. He divided him out and said, now show honor to God and admit it. And he did. And then they had to, then that person was stoned to death. He and his family were taken out at that moment. And so that's there for our learning. Don't be somebody that, that allows the enemy to divide you out for your own selfish uh, uh, ambition, your own selfish gain. God's plans are that we move together as one into the promised land and allow God to divide our inheritance among us. Amen. On the day of Pentecost, it was when they were in one accord and they paid the price together that the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father came and there was a new birthing of the church on the day of Pentecost. Corporately, they accessed something in perfect timing with God, at the right place, at the right time, for the right reason, in the right season, with the right people, God released the promise. Corporately, they paid a price, waiting on the promise of God together. You know, the historical books tell us, Polycarp and, and um, uh, several other historians, biblical historians, tell us that there were about 700 people that started out waiting in the upper room. 700. And Jesus said, wait for the promise. And then, and for 10 days, they were seemingly caught in a moment. And for 10 days, they were in between. They were going through a transition. And Jesus, going up into the heavens and the promise being fulfilled, they were in that in-between moment. 700 people started out, but how many were left when the Holy Spirit came to the upper room? 120. 120. So 580 of them gave up during the transition moment and moved on. They missed their moment. But note this, the promise did come forth. The transformation was complete. The Old Testament was fulfilled, and the New Testament church was born. Your promise will come forth if you wait for it. Wait on the Lord, David said. Wait, I say, wait on the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. See, there's something powerful about the unity of the brethren standing and, and, and walking with people of like faith. That's part of fulfilling your promise and it's part of making it through the transition together as one. There's a powerful release of the kingdom of God that happens when we stand together in unity. You know Psalm 133, it says that in that place of unity, God commands blessing. He commands the blessing. There's a difference between the blessing and then the commanded blessing. Psalm 133 says it's that place of unity where God commands blessing upon us. It's in these in-between moments that God turns everything around and we are in a divine reversal time, a turnaround moment in the Lord right now, like a baby turns right before delivery in that transition moment. God is realigning everything for his purposes to birth and to come forth. And like the church in the upper room, we're being transformed in this moment. The church is changing. Remember, Jesus said, I will build my church. I will build my church. That means we're going to go from glory to glory and from faith to faith, from change to change, transition to transition. In other words, transition for transformation. Hebrews 12 and verse 2, it says, Don't be conformed to this world, 
but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. The word transformed here in the Greek, it means to change, it means to transfigure, it means to fashion or form through the idea of the adjustment of parts, the shape, and the nature. It comes from a root word, miros, meaning to get a as a section or allotment, a division or a share. Joshua divided the promised land to God's people when they fought through and they won the victory together as one. They each got their share. They each got their portion. Uh, King David, the new king, took new ground and portioned out the new territory to the faithful warriors who fought together with him as one. One would put a thousand flight, two would put 10,000, and on and on. How many of you want your portion and want your share? It means you've got to stick together, stick with God's plan, make it through the transition. Don't give up now. The word transformed, it also means to apply pressure to the inner man. Isn't that powerful? It literally means this. A transformation is the process that God uses to enlarge your capacity for increase, to possess your future, because your future will demand more of you than your past. Did you get that? A transformation is the process that God uses to enlarge your capacity for increase, to possess your future, because your future will demand more of you than your past. So God puts the pressure on the inner man and causes a stretching to occur so that you can have the capacity to receive more from God for your future so that you can lay hold of what God promised because when you lay hold of it, it's going to demand more of you than anything in your past has ever asked. Somehow in the midst of all this transition, the shifting, the change, the transformation, God is preparing us to succeed in this new season. Remember when they went out and they gathered the spoil, they gathered from first thing in the morning to last thing at night for three full days. And then they had to stop and build an altar and say, we're changing in the name of this place from a place of the valley of decision. We're going to call it the valley of overflowing blessing. All we had to do was trust God and worship him and praise him and thank him for his mercy. I'm telling you, today is the day of your turnaround. You're in the midst of transition into the new. It's all turning around for your good right now. And God is breaking the limits off of your life and taking you higher than you would have ever gone before. You had to go through this process. Isaiah 40 and verse 31, I've already talked about this, but it says this, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall renew their strength. And they shall mount up with wings like eagles. I believe the church is about to soar higher than we've ever been before. I shared with you before about the king cobra and the eagle, how the eagle grabs that king cobra in his talons, and the, and the cobra cannot do anything because it becomes disoriented as the eagle flies higher and higher and higher, up to 10,000 feet high, until the, the snake simply dies because he cannot breathe in the, in the thin air that's that high. Only eagles can breathe up there. And the snake simply dies off, and the eagle just drops him. I'm telling you that the enemy that you've had to deal with is about to be completely defeated and die off. Just like the valley of of decision become the valley of blessing. What was attacking you, what was clinging to you, is about to go lifeless and let go of you. Romans 8, 28 and 29 says God is at work. He's working everything around for our good. Even the difficulties of the past work for our good. Even the trials of our faith works for our good. The challenges to our flesh, it's all working together for our good. And the devil didn't control the past season, by the way. So don't give him any credit. 
God has a way of taking us through the process so that we can be conformed to the image of, son, of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. First, First Peter chapter 1 and verse 7, I just preached a whole series on this. It says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes. Much more precious than gold your faith. Though it be tried with fire, that it might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. You know, gold is purified as it goes through a refining process where they turn the fire up and the fires reveal all the dross and all the dross covers the top of the gold and then you can no longer see the gold. All you see is the dross and the master goldsmith turns up the fire uh, for just that purpose. And then he comes along and he skims the dross off the top. And then you see pure gold. And then he repeats that process over and over. And he turns up the fire again. And all you see is dross. And, and he turned it up for that purpose. And then he comes and he skims off the dross again. And you see pure gold. And every time he turns it up, he turns it up looking to see his reflection in the gold, and he keeps doing that until he sees his reflection without any imperfections or any dross. <clears throat> Where we see our shortcomings and we cry out to God in our own way, God heals us, turns up the fire, removes the problem. Listen, if Jesus could be your counselor today, how many of you would receive his counsel? Every one of us. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 18, it says, I counsel thee, this is Jesus talking, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that, that thou mayest be rich in, in white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, that the shame of thy nakedness does not appear, and, and anoint thy eyes with eye salve that you may see. Listen, in other words, you, you paid a price you have to pay a price when you buy that kind of gold. That means even in the in-between moments of our lives, we allow the perfecting of our faith by standing firm and believing, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If God be for me, who can be against us? I'm going to sing the song of the redeemed. I'm going to conquer. He's given me the strength to conquer and to overcome. I'm going to be strong and of a good courage. He'll never allow me to, anything to happen to me more than I can bear. With all temptation, he's going to provide a way of escape so that I'm not tempted above my abilities in Christ. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ who loves me. God wants us to grow. He wants us to mature. He wants to enlarge our capacity for greater breakthrough. Now, in this new season and in the seasons to come, we should accept with joy the transitions that we have to walk through because it's a passage to a higher life in Christ. Amen? So transition is what God uses to break us out of the old. And, and we're carrying the new, but it's still developing within us as we're getting to the end of this transition. But through this process, we learn greater how to allow God to lead us by his spirit and birth the new together with him. Amen? In these times, we're reminded of what's really important and what's of real value in our lives in times of transition. God's purpose is to conform us to the image of Christ so that we can properly relate to him and do what we see him do, say what we hear him say. And one thing is for sure, God is applying pressure to our inner man right now and allowing the shaking so that everything within us that is solid gold and, and solid God will remain. Amen. We're in an unshakable kingdom. And God is preparing us to be stronger so that we can have the, the capacity to receive greater blessing. The trials, the transitions, the breakthroughs, uh, and the maturity for the future and the destiny that he's planned for us. Amen. Amen. Well, that's my encouragement for you today. I told you you're going to have hope today. I told you you're going to be encouraged. I'm committed to bringing a fresh word of hope and life to you each week. That's why we called it Speak Life. And I want to thank everybody that stands with us and supports the work of the Lord here. 
And I pray that these prophetic workshops and prophetic teachings would continue to inspire your faith to go for it, to go higher, to reach higher. Amen. We're going to bring our tithes and our offerings before the Lord right now. And I want to encourage you again, tune out the false prophets. Stop listening to the bad bad news, fake news, false prophets. Don't listen to people that are telling you negative things are going to happen, bad things are going to happen. You know, I'm so tired of hearing uh, preachers pit one person against another, one church camp against the other. That's doing the work of the accuser of the brethren. And I'm sorry, I just will not, uh, I will not stand for that kind of stuff. I'm going to call it out every time. I was watching one guy last week, and he was he was talking bad about T.D. Jakes. And he was talking bad about Joel Osteen. He was talking about he was talking bad about everybody but himself. And I thought, you know, that's pomposity, and that's arrogance, and that's spiritual arrogance, and that's that's such a high level of division and accusation he's doing the work of the devil instead of the work of the lord and you know we all will give account for ourselves to the lord amen you're not supposed to be your brother's judge and so i just i want to encourage you don't listen to these it's not just on news broadcasts that bad news prophets are out there but even there's tares among the wheat hallelujah that's what jesus said And so I want to encourage you, believe God and be established. Believe his prophets and so shall you prosper. Stay tuned to the prophets and believe the word of the Lord over everything else. And I want to encourage you, your best days are still yet to come. Amen? I just, I believe that God is is doing a great work right now in the body of Christ and some people, the blinders are coming off their eyes. Even, even financially, let me say this very clearly. Some people are, are repenting for what they learned uh, in Scripture. And listen, there's no need to repent for it. It's, it's what God's Word says. And so it, 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 there doesn't need to be another angle. Uh, listen, we all grow. We all learn. And so... The best days are still ahead of us. Amen. Now, as I was preparing today, I felt like the Lord brought me again to Psalm 102 and verse 13. I know many of you are probably going to amen this as soon as I say it. Uh, But it says this, you will arise and have mercy on Zion. That's the church. For the time to favor her, yes, the set time has come. That's speaking of the end of the transition and the favor of God birthing the blessing of God. I believe the favor of God is upon you. Everything is shifting you right now to the blessing. Second Chronicles 2020, believe God, be established, believe his prophets, and so shall you prosper. I believe God has positioned his people for prosperity, positioned for possession. That's what Joshua had to do is lead them into the promised land, position them to possess. Psalm 81 and verse 16 says, I will feed you with the finest wheat and I will give you honey from the rock. We sing a song, honey from the rock. That's God saying, I'm I'm promising to you to give you the finest provision and I'll even give you honey from the rock. I'm going to give you the sweetest things from heaven, from the rock, Christ Jesus. Let me tell you, old things are passing away, and behold, God is making all things new. God wants us to learn to live by faith, and faith is action. It's follow through on God's principles. And God is a God of principles. He expects you and I to be believers. Believe God and be established. He expects us to follow through and live by his principles. If you want possession of your promise, it takes all of the above, all that I said. Believing and decreeing his promises, living it out, standing firm, sowing seeds, and reaping a harvest. You can't live one way and speak and live the opposite and expect God's promises to be filled in you. James calls that a double-minded man that shouldn't expect to receive anything, right? Unstable in all his ways. We can't just talk the talk. We've got to walk the walk. And this rings true when it comes to our financial covenant with God. 
you will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. I believe a set time is upon us. Amen. Let me pray for you tonight. Father, I just thank you for blessing your people. Now is the time of faith and now is the time of blessing. God, you're releasing alignment now for fresh financial flow to your people. You're turning things around so rapidly. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit came. Suddenly, the voice of the prophets were silent. Suddenly, God, you did so many things in Scripture, and now the sudden blessing is being released to prosper your sons and your daughters now. And it is your good pleasure to bless your people and prosper your sons and daughters. Father, I thank you that you want us to be in good health and prosper above all things. That's what your word says. And so as we sow these seeds today, Father, I thank you that you are already releasing the harvest. You knew the seed was going into the ground first before we ever knew we had the seed to sow. And Father, you know the harvest before we ever sowed the seed. And so, Father, I thank you for releasing more than enough to your people. And, Father, your word calls it a surplus blessing, that as we sow, so shall we reap. And so I decree the blessing of the Lord upon your people now. I thank you, Father, that they are blessed with overflow. They're blessed so that they can be a blessing. It's not arm-twisting. It's just revelation of your economy, your system of truth, Father, over the system of mammon. And Father, I bless your people, and I thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh, God our source. I thank you for blessing your people in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Well, God bless you as you give tonight. If you want to sow a seed and support this ministry, you can do it several ways. Uh, if you're watching on social media, there should be a link at the top, uh, pinned to the top of that comment section. You can click on that link and give your offering that way. You can also text your offering uh, by texting any amount to the number 84321. That's 84321. Uh, if you prefer to mail your offering, some people do. Uh, you can send send it through the mail uh, to Marty Layton or Life Point. Life Point has an E on the end to P.O. Box one eight two two Hendersonville Tennessee three seven zero seven seven. That's P.O. Box one eight two two Hendersonville Tennessee three seven zero seven seven. I want you to know it's greatly appreciated, and it is sacred to God when you give. Amen. Amen. If you want to go to our website, our website is lifepointchurch.cc, lifepointchurch.cc. There's a button there that you can click on and you can give there as well. And I want to invite you uh, this Sunday uh, to come visit us at church. Come join us this Sunday at 4 p.m. for a cutting-edge prophetic service. I'm telling you, it is it is unbelievable what God is doing. It is believable, but it's it's exciting. It is thrilling. It is it is stimulating to your faith. It's a, 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 an empowering place to be. Sundays at four p.m. at Life Point Church. You can meet us meet there with us at four hundred three Walton Ferry Road, right here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. That's four hundred three Walton Ferry Road in Hendersonville. Tennessee, Sunday, 4 p.m. We've got something for everybody in the family. Uh, It's a powerful time. I prophesy over a lot of people. I'll lay hands on you. I'll pray for you. I'll minister the word of the Lord to you. Uh, But I want to encourage you, bring some folks out. Let them be encouraged by what the Holy Spirit is doing in our gatherings as well. It's it's fire. It's the fire of God, and you don't want to miss it. Amen. I also want to thank Mike Lindell. He's an incredible blessing to this house and to this ministry. He's a continual sponsor of Speak Life, Mike Lindell and My Pillow. Uh, Mike has made some incredible deals available uh, for this audience and this audience only. And you can go to mypillow.com or mystore.com. Use the promo code MARTY. Uh, whatever you select, you're going to receive a deep discount on all your purchases if you use the promo code 
Marty. And uh, I want to encourage you. The products are all made in the USA. They're top quality, uh, very, very excellent uh, presentation. Uh, and he's a brother. And so it's, the, it's an incredible way to bless Speak Life to get a blessing for yourself and to bless Mike Lindell for his generosity to speak life. And so uh, some of you may want to call in your order. The number is 800-859-2938. That's 800-859-2938. Remember to use the promo code MARTY and you'll receive that discount. Amen. I want to remind you, you can always watch the show live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Rumble. And again, we are working out with other platforms trying to get this uh, out there. We've got a lot of invitation. It's just taking a lot more to do that. And it takes a lot of finances to do that as well. And so thank you for those who are sowing towards that. Uh, But every Friday night, 7 p.m., tune in. Uh, help us by telling others uh, to tune in Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. Amen. Every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Time. Uh, if you like podcasts, please check us out on iTunes, on Spotify, on Charisma Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, take a minute, give us a five-star review. It helps us in the algorithms. It helps our um, free promotions when we when we're uh, up higher in the algorithms from those five-star reviews. So help us out that way if you would. Uh, also, please follow me on all social media platforms. Whatever platform you use, I'm going to be there. Just look for at Marty Layton, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or Getter or YouTube or Rumble or Instagram, whatever it is, at Marty Layton. Follow me, subscribe, ring the bell, do whatever the platform uh, asked to do to to be a follower like us, however you do it. Uh, but again, I want to thank you for tuning in to Speak Life. And uh, remember, Proverbs eighteen twenty one declares the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. I believe God is always speaking words of life to us. And if we'll just uh, understand that our tongue has been given the authority and the anointing to speak either life or death, uh, we would take more serious our words. And when God speaks something powerful to us, speak it out. And so I want to encourage you, remember always, speak life. We'll see you next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world. Thank you.